and gentlemen, welcome on in to an absolutely fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is that you are listening to this, I hope you are having the best day ever. And guys, I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again. If you're not having a great day, you have the power to turn it around and make it better. You choose when you wake up in the morning, if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. So ask yourself, what kind of day do you want to have today? And then go from there. All right, guys, we are at episode 76 today. And as always, seriously, thank you. None of this is possible without you guys, because without you, I'm just talking to myself. And I just want you to know sincerely from the bottom of my heart, how grateful I am that you guys are tuning in, whether it's week in and week out, uh, if this is your first time here, welcome on in, or, you know, if you pop in and out from time to time, that is totally fine. But seriously, uh, I just want you to know that I am very grateful. So thank you so very much for coming on into the bar and, uh, maybe sharing a drink or sharing this conversation with us today. So let me tell you guys about our guest today. Our guest is someone that I've wanted to have on now for quite some time and it all happened perfectly, let's say. And my guest today is Father Dan Brandt. Father Dan was my priest in grade school, in high school, yeah. Um, And then 10 years ago, he got the job to be the Chicago Police Department chaplain. So it was very sad to see him leave. However, I guess if you have to leave, that would be the best way to go about it. So a little bit of a bittersweet goodbye uh, for like my community and my parish at the time. But I knew I always wanted to have him on and I thought it was really interesting that I had him on for a number of reasons. But let me start off by saying like the things that I love about Father Dan. One, if I told you all the things I've loved, I love about him, it would be an hour long podcast and your time is precious. So I won't get into all of that, but I will highlight some of my favorite things. And it's his humor, his heart, and his ability to make things relevant, which I think is so unique, especially as someone who's a priest, because you don't always... uh find that sometimes, I guess. And uh, I always enjoyed his homilies because he left me thinking. He left me being able to relate every homily week after week to my life, which is saying something truthfully. Um, But yeah, I love Father Dan. And I guess the other thing that I'm, I'll, I'll say this too, about our conversation is we talk about uh, like a wide variety of topics. I knew that this could go in any type of direction. We started off with some love. um, But the one thing that I kind of want to tell you guys about that, I I don't know if anyone's in this same boat, but I know that I have been in this boat. And that is I went through a phase in my life where I completely lost my faith and I abandoned it. And uh, I think what's interesting about that, like being where I'm at now is I think my faith has changed, meaning there are still a lot of practices that I take um, that are with me now that I learned when I was younger, but I've also implemented some, some, some new things, I guess we'll say. And, you know, uh, father Dan and I talked about that and, 
how I think, you know, if you haven't been through that point in your life where you've lost your faith, like kudos, you know, that's, that's incredible. But for those of you who have, it's a weird place to be because you want to believe, but sometimes when things just aren't going the way that you had hoped, it's hard to keep the faith. So we talked about that. And I think that that along with a number of other topics will be extremely beneficial to you guys. So we're going to go ahead, get on in to my conversation with Father Dan. Before we do that, I have three quick things for you guys. Okay. Number one, stay till the very end of this episode to hear this week's. Here's a tip for you. I think it will help you be able to not be so upset with other people. Okay. So stay tuned for that. Number two, Guys, if you are following along, thank you so very much. If this is your first time here, guys, welcome on into the bar community. You can follow us along. It is at Bar Talk with Jenna across the board. We are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I would love it if you could follow along. Even better, guys, subscribe wherever you are listening to this at. We are at, a, we're on a variety of different platforms, but subscribe, leave a review. If you are in Apple podcast guys, reviews help more than, you know, especially in terms of like searching and growing and getting more people to come to the bar with us. I'd love it. If you would leave a review seriously from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. You can also shoot me an email. It is going to be bar talk with Jenna at gmail.com. If you guys have suggestions, if you guys want to sponsor anything along this way, go ahead and shoot me an email. And then as I've said this before, it kind of keeps getting pushed back just because I kind of got a lot on my plate right now. I do have a website coming that is going to that that announcement date is going to be to be determined, but coming. It's coming, we'll just say. I don't want to put a time on it because I was hoping to have it done by now, but life kind of just got in the way. So unfortunately, couldn't have that happen, but no worries. So again, follow us along guys. If you haven't, I would really appreciate it. One of the things that I've been doing lately, which like, I don't know what you think about it, but like, I'm not mad about it. I go to bars or I go out and I just say to people, Hey, can I borrow your phone? And I, they, and they say, yeah. And I say, where do you listen to podcast on? And then I go to that app and then I type in bar talk with Jenna and then I hit the subscribe button for them. And then they just, you know, are waking up being subscribed to Bar Talk with Jenna and they're joining the community and it's fantastic. So if you have the guts to go ahead and do that, guys, help your girl out. I really appreciate it. Okay. And lastly, number three, guys, this time of year, it's getting a little chilly out. What's the one thing I always have burning in my house? It is a candle. And the only candle I trust to have burning is by LYW. LYW standing for Light Your Way Candles. As you know, this is more than a candle. It is a reminder that you are the light on your path. And I want to go ahead and I'm going to light the candle behind me right now. Hold on. Okay. So this one right now is the Orchard Bright Oranges. Nope, nope. Bright apples, orange peel, and muddled wine, mulled wine. I keep saying muddled. That's not the word. It's mulled wine. Mulled wine. It was a preview for a drink to come. Oh my God. But it's so good, guys. So uh, let me go ahead and light this. I love this smell. It's so clean. I also love the color on the label. Hannah also just came out with some new labels for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. Go ahead and She's down. And there are some new fall scents. There are some new Christmas scents, which is crazy to think about, guys. But like, yeah, 
it's going to be here before you know it. You've probably already heard to be on the lookout because shipping is going to take a little bit longer this time of year. So if you want to get on top of your holiday shopping early, guys, a candle, I really believe is like the best way to go. You can never go wrong with it. And every time someone lights it in their house, they're going to think of you. How adorable. Mm, okay. So guys, head on over to LYW's Instagram page, which is LYW Candles, or their website, which is lywcandles.com. And at checkout, use code BARTALK20 and you will get 20% off your next order. I love a good handbag. And one of my favorite handbags is by Margot Page. It is the handbag for all year wear made with durable and recycled materials, meeting venue bag policies for concerts, NFL games, MLB games, NBA college game day and everywhere in between guys. I learned the hard way. The first time I went to a bears game that your purse just doesn't always work out the way you would like it to work. (laughs) That was a rude awakening from a man with a big belly. When he came on over and bumped me in my bag, literally with his belly, this is no exaggeration and told me that the bag had to go or I couldn't get into the game. So that was a really sad realization that I didn't know. So I'm telling you guys this so you can be aware and you don't have to get belly bumped by a big fat man. Yeah. It was weird. It was so weird. Okay. But anyways, guys, I love Margot page and you should totally go ahead and go and buy her bag. Um, my three favorites from hers are going to be the clear fringed crossbody. The clear hand clutch is absolutely adorable. And then the clear tote is kind of my like staple everyday bag to say the least. Guys, go ahead and head on over to Margot Page's Instagram account, which is Margot underscore page, or her website, which is margopage.com. And don't forget to use code BARTALK10 to get 10% off your next order. All right, guys, that is all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go right ahead and dive on into my conversation with the one, the only, Father Dan I appreciate you coming on in and chatting with me, Father. Absolutely. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thanks for the honor. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can honestly go probably in a lucrative of directions, but I want to start off with this one. I heard someone say yesterday, we are all love. And I thought it was such an interesting saying, and it just kind of really got to me. And I think when we are all love and when we all love each other, that's when we see our similarities, our commonalities, and and we're not necessarily looking at what divides us. We're looking at what brings us together as people. And right now, we aren't really in that time where we're seeing our similarities and our commonalities. Um, And that's not just here in the city, in the state, that's in the world, you know. Um, What do you think has to be done for us to realize that, like, we are all love? Well, one, uh, you can look no further than the scriptures, and not just our scriptures, not just the New Testament and the Old Testament, but you'll find in the Talmud, you'll find in the Quran, um, uh, passages that allude to God being love. God is love. You can find that right uh, in the the, the Gospels. Um, And we are made in the image and likeness of God. So if God is love, then guess what? We're made in his image and likeness. We are love. Mm -hmm. Um, We... Because I'm Christian, obviously, I adhere to the Bible and, and read both Old and New Testaments, but uh, the Christian scriptures, the New Testament, uh, in three of those, the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you'll find a passage that says, um, uh, my favorite version is from Matthew, um, 
uh, one of the people in the crowd asked Jesus, uh, what's the greatest command? And I don't mean to turn this into church, but, but he says, what's the greatest command? Uh, love the Lord your God, he answers, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect world we would be in if that were the case. I, yeah. I'm the directing chaplain for the Chicago Police Department. I'd be out of work. Our police officers would be out of work. We wouldn't need uh, police. We wouldn't need a military. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a perfect world. What a utopia this would be. Yeah. But anyway, it's not. We're fallen. We're hum- imperfect. We're human. Mm-hmm. Um, but being so close to Sox Park and the fact that we are in a Sox bar, um, it reminds me of grinder ball rule number one mm. you know the, the socks grinder ball rules yeah printed on t-shirts and ticket win, stubs win so or on. die trying yes exactly yep. yep win or die trying four little words uh and that's what christ says in that command love the lord your god with everything you have everything uh all your heart all your soul all your mind win or die trying mm-hmm. and love one another love your neighbor as yourself yeah so, anyway that when you talk about people we being love uh one image and likeness of god who is love yeah and uh and then the great command no greater i mean there were of course, we learned the Ten Commandments growing up. Uh, you mind rattling them off right now for Absolutely your Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm getting an F again from my grade school <laughs> education. You could, you could recite them in the order you've broken them this past oh, week. Oh, <laughs> we don't have enough time for that now. <laughs> so, um, obviously, they're boiled down to ten. Yeah. Uh, in the book of Exodus, you, you read those Ten Commandments. But back in, in the first five books of the Bible, the, the book of the law, uh, which are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you were about to say, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, in those five books, there are 660 or so different laws. So uh, they get boiled down to 10, and then Jesus boils it down even more to just one. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. Love one another as you love yourself. Yeah. Hence the saying, and I love that saying. Uh, we are all love. We are, right. We are all love, yeah. And it just, honestly, I when I was like preparing to chat with you, I was having a... I knew there were so many directions I wanted to talk, but I couldn't figure out what my first question was, as, as weird as that sounds. You had a, a little bit of a, a, a brain fart, we'll say, or a writer's block. And sometimes it's nice to scroll on Instagram. I don't always suggest it, but sure. it, it, it came up from someone that I followed, and, it's, and it was, we are all love. And I was like, huh. So then I just sat on it, and then I like, you know, closed my eyes and thought about it. And I was like, okay, that's the question. How can we all realize that we are all love? And... And, and come together instead of being so in boxes and separated and wanting sure. to draw our swords towards each other at times, I feel like. Well, it's such a misused word, too. Like, you know, oh, I, I love Bacardi and diet, or I love chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. or I love sunny days. Yeah. Um, I, I, I heard a great saying many years ago, um, love people and use things. Like, you, get a, you don't say, oh, I just love this car, or I love this new wallet I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use things. We use the car. We use the wallet. We don't love the wallet or the things. Love people, use things, and never get that backward. Mm, I like never, that. Never use people and love things, love people and use things. Love um, people, use things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my sister-in-law has a uh, bumper sticker on her car that says, uh, just be nice. And uh, I, I thought, well, you know what? How about just love each other? Yeah. Because that's a lot more than just being nice. Yeah. There's some people I'm not too crazy about that I try to be nice to just to kill them with kindness. Um, so just be nice, yeah, it's a nice little bumper sticker, but uh, how about just love? Yeah. It's, um, I, I went back to <laughs> De La Salle, actually, uh, like two weeks ago, and got to talk to the journalism class, and I was like, if I was 18, what would be the advice I'd want to give people? And I pulled a Mean Girls. I was like, okay, everyone close your eyes. I was like, raise your hand if you've been mean to someone in the school 
every single one of them raised their hands. It was like, raise your hand if someone's been mean to you. And I said, I can name the people who were nice to me, and I can name the people who weren't nice to me. And uh, as you go throughout life and whatever career, it doesn't even matter, career or life, I'm able to do things because I tried to lead with kindness and I tried to lead with love. And I'm not saying that I do that because I'm trying to get something out of people, but it's like you just do what you hope people would do back to you. And if you don't, and it's like if you can look at yourself in the mirror and if you're happy with the person who's looking back at you, keep doing your thing. If you don't like that person, figure out what you need to fix. And and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to be better, wanting to improve. I mean, we're all... We're all perfectly imperfect, and that's what's beautiful about life is we're all trying to strive to be better than we were yesterday, you know. I love the uh, Matthew Kelly line. Matthew Kelly's a, 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 a great author, a uh, real solid Catholic. He talks mm-hmm. with this great Australian accent. Um, if you're ever farting around online, take a look at Matthew gotcha. Kelly. Um, but he calls it being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. How can you become the best version of yourself? Yeah. Whether that's as a Christian, whether that's as a bartender, whether that's as a priest, uh, yeah. a teacher, a, a parent, uh, how can you be the best version of that? Yeah, and it's just you. You're not, when you, re- like, you know, I was, I was, still am competitive. I was always competitive to beat others in my younger days. Now the competition has changed internally. It's how can I be better than I was yesterday? Nice. And that's how I've had to look at it. And it was one of the students at DLSL. They were like, what do you care more about? being competitive and winning or having relationships and I was like ooh it's a great question wasn't expecting that but I think it was it's like no I, I still those relationships mean more to me but I'm only competitive with me I'm not playing the comparison game anymore sure. and when you stop playing the comparison game and you start looking within to figure out how can I be better than I was yesterday what can I do to be to improve that's that's where the fun competition begins <laughs> and it never actually it never goes away because you're always competing with yourself yeah. Yeah, to right. be the best version of yourself well and you can't change other people but you can change yourself mm-hmm. and your perception of them yeah so might as well just work on yourself work on yourself I work on it. yourself yeah so, you know may I yeah um, of course in my line of work as the directing chaplain of the Chicago Police Department uh, I see a lot of manifestations of, of selfless love and um, even unconditional love for complete strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ com- commands us to love God with all we have and love neighbor as self. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, I don't know, three weeks ago, uh, a police officer whose first name is Raven, a uh, female officer from the 3rd District, southeast of here, she um, uh, was rendering aid to someone who had just been shot, put herself in harm's way to go into this hot zone where, where gunfire was was still active mm-hmm. and she got down on her knees and she is actively trying to stop this person from bleeding um, uh, turn, putting, applying a tourniquet and she got shot while I mean she she put herself in right in the middle of everything to, yeah. to help save this person and, and and she herself ended up in the hospital thank god she's she's home now and she's doing doing great mm-hmm. but she could have been killed that night yeah uh and we have 599 heroes on our or 595 excuse me uh chicago police heroes on our memorial wall uh who have done exactly that who have put their lives uh put put others lives ahead of their own um uh, like this raven mm-hmm. um anyway uh, what what epitomizes love more than that somebody putting their life on the line for somebody else yeah uh, and again, that's right from scripture. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend. Mm. Yeah. A guy named Jesus said that. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. I never pretty heard of cool him. Pretty cool guy. Pretty nah, bright guy. Never heard of him. I should look into him. So before we sat down, we had kind of talked a little bit about... Uh, you know, things going on in the city. And I had said, you know, like we, I just feel like since the pandemic started, we've lived in such a state of fear. And uh, um, when you live in fear, you don't do things you normally would do. I think you live very inauthentically when you're, when, when fear is at the forefront of your mind. Um, That being said though, I think all it takes is one good domino to fall. And then the domino, and then it's a domino effect, and then more good things can come. Mm-hmm. What do you think is that one good domino that needs to fall? Wow. Uh, God, I, I, I certainly don't want to go into politics, but that's my first inclination. I know. Um, Me either, but every time I'm here, it seems uh, to just come up. Yeah, I'm going to avoid that. Uh, I think, well, let me go back about 40 years my uh, dad, when we would drive somewhere, he, he would always um, pay. You remember the tollway? Now everybody has iPass, but back yeah. in the day, or you could pay it online. You paid the tolls, But yeah. back in the day, you actually threw change mm-hmm. in the machine. Or my dad was a businessman, and he would always get a receipt for his uh, uh, tolls so that he could deduct them on his taxes at the end of the year, I guess. So mm-hmm. anyway, he would go to the manual lane because he always asked for a receipt. You didn't get that from the lane where you throw the money in. Right. So... What he would do was when he would get to the toll booth, he would tell the toll guy, the toll collector, back then it was like 30 cents maybe, he'd give the guy 60 cents, say, I'd like to pay for the car behind me. Mm. And he got to know, because he was on the toll, tollways constantly, uh, got to know somebody who worked for the toll authority and uh, uh, found out about my dad's little practice of paying the guy's toll behind him. This has happened in Starbucks drive-up yeah. lanes too. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm going back. My dad's way ahead of his time. This is 40 years ago because I was, I was a kid at the time. And um, he, he would, uh, my, the, the guy from the toll authority said, you have no idea how long. You know how like at a, at a Cubs game, a Sox game, did I just say Cubs? Oh, my God. It's okay. At you a, can at say it's Sox okay. Game, I, feel like, I feel like I just swore. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, at, at a Sox game, like somebody will start the, uh, the wave. Yeah. And sometimes it goes and goes and goes. Sometimes it yeah. fizzles out right away. Yeah. But sometimes it goes forever. Well, this guy from the toll authority said to my dad, you won't believe. There are, I've heard stories from some of the toll collectors where someone will pull up, they'll about, they're about to pay, and, and you say, oh, the guy in front of you pay. Oh, well, then here, pay for the guy behind me. Yeah. Oh, pay for the guy behind me. Pay mm-hmm. for the guy behind me. And it just, it just takes off. And yeah. And it would go for, one guy said, hours, where the guy, they kept paying for the guy behind him. Pay, you know, mm-hmm. With my luck, I'd have an 18-wheeler behind me, and I'd have to pay you know, per axle. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> It really a, a cool phenomenon. Yeah. Anyway, you ask about the domino. Yeah. That my dad was a domino, you know, yeah. and and then all these dominoes after him went down and yeah. Uh, kind of kind of a cool story, and 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 you know what's really neat about it? Here we are, forty years later, and I'm still talking about it. I still remember that act of kindness, and I like to think maybe that it rubbed off on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at Jewel uh, not long ago, and the this elderly woman in front of me, she was she was I don't mean to toot my own horn, but she was checking out I was going to say was she checking you out she, she was checking out <laughs> okay I mean, she's only I mean she's only human and you can you blame her I mean yeah but she was checking out okay and her credit card was declined and she was embarrassed and she had no other means to pay mm-hmm. and she I'm guessing she had 50 60 70 dollars worth of groceries that were in the process of being bagged so I'm thinking uh, I should probably do the right thing so I I did I, I took and walked her around the store and we put all those groceries back mm-hmm. 
What a nice thing of you to do. <laughs> what a nice thing of you to do. I'm a giver. Okay, what can we say? What can we say? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, anyway. Yes. That's, that is a joke, by the way. I know. I know it's a joke. I hope everyone who's listening or watching knows that that's a joke as well. That's a joke. It's a lot of humor and sarcasm. Yes. You, you mentioned, too, about... Um, uh, realizing that there's a lot more that combine that, that, that joins us yeah. than, than divides us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Satan is hard at work trying to divide us, trying to, uh, you know, close establishments like this, trying to keep people away from church. You know, you can, get, you can get alcohol, you can get pot. Uh, I mean, now you can go to church, but, but several months ago, you couldn't go to church, but you no. still, you could still buy marijuana at a dispensary. You could still buy booze. You could still get an abortion or, 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 or a boob job, whatever. Yeah. But you couldn't go to, you couldn't go worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, how crazy is that? And that yeah. just shows you that Satan is still alive and well and, and working hard to try to divide us, trying to, uh, I mean, even down to something as, as, uh, as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What manifests separating ourselves from each other more than having a mask on? Where you can't even look at you. It's yeah. It's hard to make a connection with someone when you can't see them. Exactly. It is weird. You don't know is if that, they're smiling. No. Or if they're frowning or no. giving you the stink eye. The um, although it did come in handy not long ago. I was renewing my driver's license, and uh, the guy there was an older man next to me who was uh, doing the same thing I was doing, and I could mm-hmm. hear his conversation because he was rather loud. And the guy helping him was rather loud because I think the guy, I think the older guy was hard of hearing. Okay. And the, the man, the employee said to the gentleman, did you want to be an organ donor? And the old guy says, well, you mean when I die, right? <laughs> <laughs> and thank God for the mask because I, I lost it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> the mask. Nobody knew I was laughing at this story guy. I'm like. Does he think if he says yes, they're going to take him into the back room? I know. <laughs> anyway, no, but 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 separating us in a, in a very real way like that, yeah. just covering our faces, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's Satan hard at work. Yeah, very hard at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a dark time, and I think it, it's hard when you. It's like you don't want to. I'm a big believer in like what you put your energy to is like what you manifest and what comes to fruition. So, but you can't not address it. Let's say it's like, it's like the elephant in the room. It's like, no, this is a dark time that we're living in. Um, There's no denying it. How is it in this dark time you have still found light? Um, You know, again, I'm going to go back to what I do and what I've been blessed, privileged to do the last going on 11 years full-time mm-hmm. um, when I see our officers and well all of our first responders uh, firefighters our paramedics mm-hmm. uh, the medical field on the front line I mean uh, they don't have the luxury of working from home or working no. remotely yeah I love the saying about remote learning uh, they call it remote learning because mm-hmm. there's just a remote chance that the kids are gonna learn something <laughs> but anyway the option is not there when uh, during this whole mess the last 20 months or whatever it's been mm-hmm. uh, when people call 911 someone shows up yeah. some brave soul again puts his own health and, and safety on the line to go and answer that call Yeah. Um, and that's, that certainly is light for me like wow there are some really good people uh, in this world and, and many of them have stepped up to be those brave souls who put others first Yeah. Um, 
definitely a source of light in these dark times. Yeah. Um, I think just knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel too. Thank God for these brilliant scientists who uh, are coming up with either vaccines or treatments. Mm -hmm. These are the guys who, while we were partying in college, they were actually studying. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. So. Uh, well, someone had to party. Someone had to study. So right. we I, partied. They studied. <laughs> they studied. Thank God for it. Thank God. <laughs> so uh, they provide light. Yeah. Um, and and. We're going to get through this. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you can now go back to church, uh, and I'm going to put a plug in there, please, there's no better way to, to, to feel like you're part of a, the human family mm -hmm. than to pray with, with your neighbors and your, your fellow parishioners. And, mm -hmm. um, church attendance is not what it was before the pand uh, pandemic, but, mm -hmm. but let me make it clear. Church is open, yeah. and, and, and it's a great way to you know, get together nourish yourself on God's word and, and in our tradition, the Eucharist, of course, mm -hmm. uh, but no matter your tradition, I, I, I pray that folks will realize it's, it's okay to come back. Why do you think, even before the pandemic, why do you think church attendance was down so much? Uh, I think people are a lot more distracted these days than they ever were. Mm. Um, when I was a kid, you're too young to remember this, uh, you couldn't, I mean, there were gas stations that were that were closed on Sunday. I remember running out of gas once. I was with my sister and her boyfriend, my older sister and her boyfriend. He was driving, and uh, we—I forget where we were going or coming from—but it was a Sunday afternoon. We ran out of gas, and there was no gas station open for. Now they're open 24/7. Yeah. I mean, you can go grocery shopping 24/7. You can do banking 24/7. Things things that used to be closed on Sunday are now open, which is one reason I really applaud places like Hobby Lobby mm -hmm. and uh, Chick-fil-A, because they're actually closed on Sunday. They let their families, their employees, be with their families or mm -hmm. or, or worship or do whatever. Um, but we as a society, uh, society have gotten very, very busy. Uh, yeah. I have a, a dear friend, so in the chaplain's unit of the police department, as I mentioned, I'm the directing chaplain, and then I have four full-time members. They're all police officers assigned to the unit, and they represent different faiths. So I got a Catholic deacon, uh, an imam representing the Muslim faith, uh, a non-denominational uh, a non-denominational Protestant pastor who um, uh, was raised Baptist, uh, so he's got Baptist in his blood, and then a uh, Methodist minister. And between those four, we have about 90, 95 years of Chicago police experience. Wow. So we're a really well-rounded group. Yeah. Uh, black, white, Latino, uh, female, male, uh, north side, south side. It's, it's really a, a, a great mix of folks. Plus we have a rabbi who helps us out uh, uh, part-time. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a great, diverse group, and yet we gel. We get together so well. We've got a common mission, once again, realizing the things that unite us yeah. as opposed to those that separate us. Yeah. Um, how did I get on this? I apologize. You were talking about question. church. Oh, um, uh, any of them from their different faith traditions have all experienced a uh, drop off over mm -hmm. the years. Okay. Um, so it's not just our faith tradition oh, okay. uh, uh, that, that has experienced this. Others, others have as well. And um, again, I think it's, it's people, people are busy. Um, sports, you know, kids' sports yeah. take, take priority. Um, uh, sometimes I think, and I've heard this from people, it may just be laziness. Yeah. Uh, or you fall out of the practice. Um, it's like it's like going to the gym. Mm. Uh, if you're committed to going to the gym a few times a week or every day or whatever, uh, then you're going to make that happen. And and then all of a sudden you miss out. You get sick and you have to take a few days off. And then all of a sudden it's easy to just say, yeah, yeah, you know what? I'll go next week. Or yeah. It's like again back to the domino thing. It just takes that one time and it's like, eh, we'll yeah, put it off. Yeah. Um, I I think that's just part of the human condition. Yeah. No, I, it's um. Well, you said about sports and obviously you know. There were times for me when I 
played as a kid, um, I would have tournaments on Saturdays and Sundays, and church was either Saturday at 5 or Sunday, what, you'd have 9, 11, and 5. So depending, I, I'd start at 6, but depending on where we were traveling from, right. I would never sometimes get home in time for 5 o'clock mass. Of course. And it could have probably been laziness too, let's be honest, long day. Sure. Um, but I remember there were times where we were in Atlanta for Easter, and you woke up. Actually, you probably never went to bed. You probably were at the bar. And I think those were your words, not mine. Um, <laughs> your words, not mine. But you gave my team a blessing beforehand. And I think even if you can find ways to still practice your faith, sure. it doesn't necessarily need to be in the church. You know, as long as you are practicing. And I think right. for, for me, I've had to redefine my faith. You know, like I kind of lost it, I think, when I went to college. Um you know, on top of a lot of things of like, why did this happen to me? Why'd you do this to me, God? I'm not, I don't want to come. I, you know, like you get angry. But I think as I've gotten older, and honestly, it was the pandemic of losing my job. I was like, no, I am leaning all on you. <laughs> like sure. everything I have is going on you. And I don't know how, but I know that we're going to do this together. And as, as weird as that was, I have never felt more like connected than I do now at 28 and it took a long time to get there sure. and, and for me to re-figure out what my faith looks like and sometimes it is being at home and praying and meditating and, and hearing what needs to come through we'll say or sometimes it is just sitting down in the church and just looking around and 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 seeing what's surrounding you and, and what messages come to you right. as weird as that sounds I think people who practice faith you you understand that like you can't you can't always explain it and some we live in such a logical world that we always need reason and I'm a and I'm a person who needs reason but there have been things that happen to me that <laughs> there's no reasoning behind there's no, it no there's no there's no explanation behind it behind yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and again it's like you have all these different faiths of people working with the CPD and I think no matter what you refer to it as God, Buddha, the universe, spirit, whatever, we can all agree that it's, we're all praying, believing, have faith in, in that one thing in common. Yeah. 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 I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Preacher, sister. Preacher. 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 I learned from the best. I learned from the best. There's a big tournament. I know you're big into volleyball and, uh, there was, um, it's called the Great Lakes. I forget the name of the organization, but uh, this woman by the name of Sandy runs this organization. And is it the they, GLC? Uh, they have the Easter weekend uh, uh, tournament it, at Navy it, at Soldier. It, um, nope, you're close, McCormick Place. McCormick Place. Yeah, Thank you. it's the Adidas. Um, yeah, I it's know you're talking. They it's get huge. like twenty thousand oh, players it's, it's plus insane. their families. Yeah. So Sandy, uh, and then also Janet from right in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, they they run this thing, mm -hmm. put it together, and several many many years ago they invited me to come and say mass mm. easter morning at 6 a.m and they used the grand ballroom at navy pier mm -hmm. I, I keep saying navy pier sorry mccormick place um and we i set up a there's a table set up there as an altar and mm -hmm. i bring my portable what i need for to celebrate mass in a in a setting other than a church yeah and uh these hundreds of people come at six in the morning easter morning in order to pray together and they're about to go out on the court and, and compete and against, compete each, against other. each other yeah right? but uh they come together at 6 a.m to pray together and then at 7 a.m the tournament starts yeah um so it's, it's just it's it's a great way and i'm so so i 
it's a bit of a sacrifice for me to get to get over there by you know five thirty or whatever mm-hmm. uh, a.m. On, on a full day on Easter morning. But yeah. but um, I would never turn it down because it's such a great chance to, to for these folks to, from from all over the country all over the country maybe yeah. all over the world I, I, I'm not sure but they any- definitely get girls from some Canada teams some Puerto Rico I think one year we had a team from Mexico but yeah you you do tap into different areas it is beautiful to see yeah it's really cool to that they, 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 and the same thing too I've had the honor a few times of filling in uh, over at Sox Park uh, on home games uh, when, when, when they have a home game on a Sunday mm-hmm. uh, at 9 a.m. they have mass in the patio oh, and nice. we just use one of the picnic tables and it's open to the players and the coaching staff and whoever the support staff from the opposing team and obviously from our team and then any of the vendors or people working there in the office whatever they're all welcome and and 9 a.m. that's you know a few hours before game time so mm-hmm. so they're getting there anyway then so they uh, they can pray together and then uh, go on and, and you know who set this up years ago? Ed Farmer. Uh, he, he was the the impetus behind having this uh, mass mm-hmm. every home every Sunday home game. Wow! And um, there have been a few times when the the priest who normally takes care of that mass hasn't been available, and I I've been able to go celebrate mass on a picnic table in the patio, as, in a bar. <laughs> Are you wearing a Cubs shirt underneath? You are, aren't you? I, 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 you'll never know. <laughs> you'll never know. You'll never know. But again, I think that's kind of like what we had said earlier. Your church can be anywhere. Right. It, it can be. You know, it's what you make of it. I always say that this bar sometimes is a church to me. You're too young to remember this. Well, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, when I was. Uh, I've heard the stories. About about St. Patrick making his neighborhood making making rounds, rounds? Yep. yeah oh yeah oh, oh, oh okay yeah, yep, right. yep yep because you were probably in grade school at this time well, I, I would have been in grade school when you came I think I was in fourth or fifth grade when you came here to okay. Nativity yeah well we I found this statue of St. Patrick big seven foot tall couple hundred pounds of porcelain or whatever they made out of and um, it was disheveled it was dirty it was it needed a paint job mm-hmm. one of the fingers was missing so we decided. We're gonna. It was just before the St. Patrick's Day party, which is a huge fundraiser at Nativity. Mm-hmm. We used to pack that hall on, on the party night and, and have the corned beef, cabbage. It was yeah. Fun, fun party. Anyway, to build excitement for that, we brought. I brought the, the statue on a two wheel cart with a friend of mine who was actually visiting from New York. Uh, we we brought this thing over to um, uh, the front yard of Mora and Bill Boyle, and then uh, it stayed there for a night or two. And then it made its way over to um, Griffin's, uh, Fitzpatrick's first, Kelvin, oh, Maryland. Okay. Where, where when I unloaded it off the cart, it it fell back into the <gasps> picture window of the house. It it hit the picture window, and the, the window didn't break. Thank That's shocking because that thing that that statue is it's massive. Big, yes, 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 and heavy. So, <laughs> I don't know how that window did not break, but oh I think St. Patrick was looking out for me. So. Yeah. It scared the heck out of Kevin and Maryland. They came running out, but but uh, he stayed in front of their house for a while. Made his way to Griffin's. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget where else, and and then here, of course. Yeah. And I remember one night. It must have been here on a Saturday night, and people taking pictures with him. He's right up by the door, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Uh, people taking pictures with him, having a shot with him, whatever. And the very next, you know, we had a Sunday evening mass at Nativity, and so even if young people were out all night, they still could get the 5 p.m. mass. Um, so this young lady, 30-some years old maybe, she comes up to me after Mass and she says, you know, Father, I've been talking about getting back to church for, you know, I've, I've been wanting to see, you know, Nativity's kind of, whatever, growing or whatever. I don't remember how she worded it. It was very mm-hmm. nice. But she said, 
I've been, I've been thinking about coming back, thinking about, well, last night when St. Patrick showed up at Shinnix, that was my sign. <laughs> <laughs> so there she was in church, and she'd been back since. Uh, she, she was back pretty much every week. So kind of a cool story that about St. Yeah. Patrick evangelizing the Bridgeport neighborhood. Sometimes. Um, but sometimes, the best part yeah. about it was we had people requesting, like, hey, how do I get St. Patrick in front of my house? Well, what I wanted to do was get him fixed up Yeah. prior to... Uh, uh, putting them in the church we wanted to he belonged to church I, 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 absolutely not, yeah not in some dusty basement collecting dust and, and age so anyway we we found an artist i think it was, i think the guy did the work for like 900 dollars, and they um uh, actually put uh people who whose house he visited actually pitched in yeah. and covered the cost of rehabbing or refurbishing saint patrick so um we had him in time for the mass, the day of the, the party, the mm-hmm. uh, St. Patrick's Day party. We unveiled it, and um, Terry uh, uh, Divas built. He's really good with carpentry, and he built a, like a stand for him yep. out of wood. So he's like you know a foot and a half a off the ground. Elevated, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, carpeted and everything. It was it was really cool. So we now he's and he still is right in church where he belongs. He is in church where so he belongs. That was a cool story. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, my brother actually had a question for you because I told him I'd give him a little credit on this. And he said, you being a man of faith and knowing all of the stats and the data and the crime reports and probably entering some of the crime reports or crime scenes afterwards, um, how hard is it for you to still see the good in people? That's a, that's a really that's a tough question, but a good question. Uh, I think it's easy to grow cynical, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you see just so much evil in this world. And, and um, I try to tell our officers as often as I can, and as recently as um, this past Wednesday when we graduated 97 new patrolmen, yep. um, I, I try to remind them, because listen, you are doing God's work. You are uh, the face of good and normalcy and order uh, and uh, the face of God in some of these neighborhoods that sorely need it. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example of, of one of those times it was difficult to, to not lose faith in people. Um, there was a, uh, a young man shot at 59th, 59th and Morgan. Uh, not terribly far from here. It's not far scary. from here at all, yeah. Um, and uh, he, was, he was shot multiple times. He was dead before. I mean, we were only a block away when the call came out. Because I, I get out in the districts with, with our guys at least once a week. We'll be out all night tomorrow night. Yeah. And so... Uh, we just happened to be a block away, and we rolled up on it. And this this guy, I mean, he was gone. He was probably 15 years old, I would guess, looking at him. But his his sweatshirt, he was wearing some expensive brand I I, I don't know of. Uh, but his sweatshirt was uh, supposedly a very expensive sweatshirt. And this guy, there was no crime scene established yet. This just happened, and this uh, local walks right up. Uh, before the tape went up to keep people out of the scene. And he looks down at this now dead teenager. Yeah. And he says, oh, man, that's like a $150 sweatshirt. I was was shocked. I was flabbergasted that, that he didn't care about the life, the human life inside that sweatshirt. He cared about the sweatshirt that was ruined. That, that experience and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, I can see where when when our officers are out there experiencing this every... I mean, I, I go out once a week, usually Wednesdays all night. But um, when they're out there 
you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week doing this, yeah. and they experience that over and over again, it's got to be very difficult for them to, to uh, not grow calloused, not grow bitter, yeah. not grow jaded, um, cynical. Uh, so I guess, how do I? Well, the fact that I get it in small doses. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm just out there with them the one night a week, mm-hmm. for the most part. Sometimes, sometimes we pick up an additional night or, or like holiday, like like New Year's Eve. Never miss New Year's Eve out there on the streets because it's it's always madness. It's always yeah, it's always yeah. a lot of fun. There's certain times of the year you know, and I hate saying that. Like that sounds really bad coming out. I I hate that. That's like a fact. But like, as a citizen, you know there are certain nights of the year. Yeah. that are always going to be bad nights. Right, right. Yeah. Stay in. Yep. <laughs> Away from your yeah. windows. So, honestly, yeah, yeah. As, as terrible as it sounds, but yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I, I'm i I'm somewhat, there's a, a layer between it and me most of the time, except mm-hmm. for the one night a week. So it's easy. It's easier for me, I guess, to not grow callous, jaded, bitter, uh, to not grow cynical. But but for, for folks who experience this all the time, it's got to be incredibly challenging to to see the good but there is the good every one of those neighborhoods that has you know some are some are overrun with gangs uh drug dealers and so on but there are good people who live in those neighborhoods too yeah and and i guess they're the ones you have to concentrate on we need to focus on those more than the loud and the bad loud isn't always great loud's just loud loud just makes noise it's easy to look at the noise because it's loud and that's where your your mind goes but it's the it's the good people and there and there's still there's so much good out there. You just it takes a little longer to find it, yeah. but it's there. Yeah, well, it's totally sure. there for sure. It's totally well, there. Sometimes it's a little hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, just a touch. Just a touch. Mm. Have you struggled at all? Good Terry? question, by the way. From, uh, from Thomas. Uh, from Tommy. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. he he sent it to me, and I was like, well, I will put that down. So credit cool. to you. Credit to you, Tommy. You're smarter than you look. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. How have you struggled during this time? Um, you know what I, I'm I'm a I'm a touchy like I'm a hugger I'm a uh, I, I like physical contact with I like shaking mm-hmm. hands and, and yeah. you know a good firm handshake is is uh, something that I that I miss yeah um, not not being able to like at, at mass we have the sign of peace and it's weird now. Yeah, I, I would. I, like at a funeral or whatever, I usually go out and greet the family mm-hmm. uh, and, and wish them a sign of peace. Now you gotta. There we have Satan again, working hard to keep us separated, keep yeah. us apart from each other. Yeah. Um, so that's been one of my struggles, not being able to uh, uh, give someone a hug when you see him, or mm-hmm. or going down the grocery store aisle, and you know, uh, you have to go a certain way. They're one-way streets now. I feel like I'm driving, like, I'm pushing my go- shopping cart through Bridgeport. I know, right? It's it's all you know. This aisle, you have to go this way, and then someone gives you the stink eye if you if you don't if notice you... the one-way sign, and yep. you're pushing your. Uh, it, it's bizarre. It's just so it's it, that stuff's getting. Old. <coughs> Excuse me, that stuff's getting old. Yeah. Uh, the masks again. When you yeah. got a handsome face like this, a pretty face like yours, do you really want to cover it up? No. Do you know how much money I paid for my teeth? <laughs> I was so mad. You should get a clear mask. I was like, I'm like, I put in so much money into this. Like, flipping over that scooter took 15 years oh to get my, my smile, and now I got to hide it with a mask. Yeah. I was like, not happening. Mm-hmm. Not happening. So that's probably one of my biggest challenges. Yeah. And and um, right now, because of last year, so many weddings being. Postponed. Postponed, yeah. I feel sorry for these brides and grooms because planning a wedding is obviously stressful enough. Uh, but then to have to reschedule, I've, I've, I did a wedding. Uh, well, last weekend, uh, weekend before last, I had three weddings: one on Friday, two on Saturday. Um, and and uh, the the couple at the Friday wedding, I think it was their fourth date that they had. 
they just kept pushing it back so many months, pushing it back, pushing it. Finally, it happened. Wow. Um, so, so right now, it's kind of hectic because we're catching up on all the weddings from last year, mm-hmm. plus doing the ones that would be anyway this year. This year. So once, once we get through this year, I think we'll be caught up, assuming we continue to see light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. Fingers. From my mouth to God's ears, right? Fingers crossed, man. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. What would you say to someone who, you know, in this like time that we're living in right now, it's easy to look and be cynical, and it's easy to have your faith be tested. I think a lot of people's faith has sure. been tested in the last 20 months. What would you say to those people who are in that position right now? Um. I think, like, for people who, <clears throat> for instance, like folks maybe who have been away from, from the practice of their faith, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I, I always point toward, again, I'm going to scriptures, um, Luke 15 is, 15th chapter of Luke, it's got three stories in it, three very familiar stories, you'll know them, uh, the story of the lost sheep, the, the farmer or the shepherd who goes out and leaves his 99 to go get that one that was lost and mm-hmm. brings him back and rejoices. Uh Number two, uh, the, the, the widow, the old lady who loses a coin. It's probably not even worth that much, but when she, she sweeps her house upside down, inside out, and she finally finds it, she throws a party. Probably spent more on the party than the coin was worth, but she right. was so happy to have found it. And then the most poignant one, uh, the, the, the prodigal son. Great story of, of God's mercy and God's compassion. Uh, so when we do slip away, when we do, whether it's because of something like the pandemic or laziness or sports or people being busy, whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, the point is you're always welcome back. God always wants you back. Yeah. Um, I love, uh, anyway, that's Luke 15, before I get off the subject. Um, sometimes at funerals, I will use Flat Stanley. You learned Flat Stanley, mm-hmm. right? Probably yeah. in Miss Orchowski's class. Yeah. I feel like well, I gave them to you at one point. Um, I, I, I have had a few Flat Stanleys in my possession. I remember taking one on a cruise once and sending back pictures of him at the pool and uh, at the casino on yeah. the ship and, yeah. you know, uh, at the bar with, like, eight dead Miller lights in front of him. Uh, flat Stanley was, was flat for another reason that night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, when I, when I preach about him, like, at a funeral, I always talk about how Flat Stanley is this interdisciplinary teaching tool it teaches geography social studies you know you learn about different places that Stanley traveled to the languages they speak there maybe the currency they use some of the customs um, uh, geography social studies math the mm-hmm. kids will use it for you know to okay how many how many miles did he travel how many more yeah. miles today than yesterday and so on um, so it, it really it, it's a great tool and art of course because they have to color in flat Stanley so mm-hmm. anyway I'll mention him in my homily, and I actually have a, a copy that I keep in my in my funeral rite book, um, so I have it handy if I want to use it. Um, I talk about how the, the teacher gives us this, this this black and white thing that the kids have to then cut out, color them in, and then they send them on a trip to, with Uncle Joe or Aunt Barb to wherever. Mm-hmm. And and while the, while he's away, uh, they're sending pictures back to the student who's tracking where Flash Stanley is, and then at the end. The most important part, when Uncle Joe or Aunt Barb come home, mm-hmm. they return Flat Stanley to the to the young person who who entrusted Flat Stanley to them. And the reason I bring this up in a funeral homily, uh, and and I guess kind of an answer to your your point or in response to your point, um, God cuts us out and colors us in, uh, forms us in our mother's womb, Isaiah forty three. Then He sends us on this trip, 
and we meet all kinds of interesting people and we travel to all kinds of cool places and we learn all kinds of cool stuff and uh, uh, meet people and, and maybe have families and so on. But eventually, uh, what happens? You go back to the one who created you. Just like Flat Stanley goes back to the kid who formed him, we go back to the one who formed us. And um, it, it's, it, I never thought Flat Stanley, such a simple little teaching tool, could be so consider what's the word I'm looking for? Powerful? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it encapsulates our faith, the, yeah. the, our, the mystery of our faith. That, that yeah, uh, just like Christ died and Christ, well, Christ suffered and died and came, rose again, so will we. He set yeah. the pattern for us. And, um, yeah. So when you look at the big picture, again, you asked about light at the end of the tunnel. Um, there are so many times when somebody passes away. We were talking about your Uncle Jim before. He suffered so much in his life. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, he, all that suffering was not in vain because he is right where he belongs, right yeah. where we hope to one day greet him again. Yep. So if you clean up your life a little bit. I got We got a lot of work to do there. <laughs> um, cheers. We are going to do some ridiculous, random, rapid-fire questions to end because they're fun and, and why, why, why not, you know? Okay, so there's no shot clock, so to speak, but try not to take too long to think about your answers is what I always say. What is your drink of choice? Um, gosh, I've got a, I've got a few favorites. Okay. Uh, an old, an old standby is, is of course, uh, Miller Lite, mm-hmm. or as I like to call it, Light Beer by Miller. Light Beer by Miller, yes, sir. Um, but I enjoy like a, a nice glass of wine, um, preferably a Cabernet. Okay. Um, if I'm eating something, like like that would dictate white wine, maybe a uh, uh, Chardonnay. Okay. Um. Uh, I'm, right now, I'm drinking a Bacardi and diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, uh, nice and nice, refreshing, simple, yeah. simple drink. Okay. I've bartended a few times at these fundraisers where they ask for guest bartenders, mm-hmm. and I don't know much about bartending. And friends would come and they'd say, you know, oh Dan, pour me a flaming Mohican, or you know, a, a now a, they're just making screaming, stuff up. Oh, of course, yeah, a screaming Eskimo, or, or yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I pour him a Miller Lite in front of him. There's your screaming Eskimo or your flaming Mohican. Oh, my uh, God. But but those are pretty simple ones, like yeah. Bacardi and Diet or, or 7 and 7. Or Oh, my God. Well, you'll like this one. There was a night I was working here with Ashley, and it was busy. I think it was Black Wednesday. And someone said, I'll have a Manhattan. She goes, yeah, no, try again, and walked away. You're at Shinix. <laughs> You're at Shinix. Read the room. No one's getting a Manhattan here. That's great. <laughs> that one always makes me laugh. Okay, what is your favorite Bible verse? You know what? I, I would say uh, the one I quoted earlier, mm-hmm. um, it's Luke 10, 27. Mm-hmm. There's also Matthew has, you'll find it Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this weekend... Uh, when's the show come out? Uh, Next Thursday. So ah, it'll okay. be... So this coming Sunday, yeah. you'll hear this very message. Okay. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The great mm-hmm. command. Yeah. Uh, that happens to be the gospel for this coming week, uh, this coming Sunday, at churches of all mainstream Christian denominations throughout the world. Wow. It's it's just the way the lectionary is set up. So, um, And it's funny you should ask, because I just happened to glance at that. I always try to look at the... the Sunday readings what's coming up several days ahead of time mm-hmm. because it never fails something happens during the course of the week and I'm like hey there's my homily there's your homily yep so anyway uh, I'll, I'll grinder ball rule number one 
Winter Die Trine is is right there in uh, Luke ten twenty seven. Um, but the other one that I also quoted just now, I got to give you two more if I may, because yeah. maybe folks at home are going to look these up. Um, Micah six eight. Uh, I just quoted this at the police graduation last week. Um, it's it's basically how a good policeman runs his life and a good attorney. It's actually part of the attorney's prayer. Um, it goes like this. Um, Micah asks, what is it that I must do? Or someone asked Micah, excuse me, what is it that I must do to please the Lord? And the response is simple. Uh, do what is right, love what is good, and walk humbly with your God. And that's, I, I said to the new officers, 97 of them last week, uh, in your daily dealings with people, I hope, you're, when you, I hope this is your mantra in your police career. Yeah. Do what is right, love what is good, and walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. What a great rule of thumb. Again, kind of like, Luke ten twenty seven. What a perfect world this would be if what a if perfect world that. this would be. Yeah, hopefully one day. The other one I quoted before, Luke fifteen. Mm-hmm. Love that. So you got something from the Old Testament, Micah. You got Luke fifteen and Luke ten twenty seven. There we go. There we go. Do you remember uh, from your religion classes growing up? Uh, what was Luke in real life before he uh, started following Jesus? Was he a fisherman? No, good. It's what everybody guesses, and a great guess because most of them were. Yeah. Uh, he was a, a physician. Oh. Luke was a, a doctor. Nice. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, what is the kindest thing a stranger has done for you? The kindest thing a stranger has done for me. Can we come back to that? I do yep. have to think about that yep. one. Sorry. No, it's good. I'm going to put uh, a circle on it so I don't forget. All right. Um, if you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? Disinvents. Um, weaponry, like um, I believe in the Second Amendment, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm, 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 I think every law, law-abiding, red-blooded American who who is going to be responsible with it, uh, I, I think they they are wise to exercise their Second Amendment rights, um, because. The bad guys all do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, even those who are banned from owning weapons. Yep. Anyway, um, I think uh, like weapons, like weaponry, like mass destruction type stuff. Gotcha. Um, remember, uh, WMD was the big term, weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that's. We're, we're starting to go into politics here, so I'm going to stop. But but this, if if we could do away with those or or fewer of those, you know. Uh, you know the story behind, is it Alfred Nobel, the, the founder, the beginning, the, the uh, person who came up with the Nobel Peace Prize? Uh, do you know what he was famous for? No. He invented TNT, dynamite. And when he saw that it was being used to hurt people, he established this fund to reward people for doing good things. Uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. So, yeah, he, he regretted. If you were to ask him that that question he would probably say what he was known for what my own invention of wow. dynamite yeah wow that's crazy mm-hmm. interesting uh first concert you ever went to uh cool in the gang cool in the gang cool in the gang yes oh my gosh good question i remember um we were 14 maybe and uh my buddy Rob and I, my best friend from first grade on, mm-hmm. uh, he and I went to the Rosemont Horizon. It used to be called the Rosemont Horizon. Now it's the Allstate Arena. Yeah. And we saw Cool in the Gang. Cool. And my second one was Huey Lewis in the News. Uh, and my third was The Cars. The Cars. I don't yeah. even know who The Cars are. 
I'm old. <laughs> it's okay. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of the Cars. I don't even know if he's alive. Um, I think one of my favorite concerts, though, you didn't ask me this, but I'll tell you anyway. Okay. Because you're dying to know. Dying to know. Uh, was very recent, and it was the Zach Brown Band. Oh, they're so good. Awesome. So good. Awesome. And, yeah. And um, I actually was fortunate. They gave the police department a bunch of tickets because they wanted to honor Ella French oh. and Carlos Yanez. And mm. um, they... That, so the song Chicken Fried, yeah. uh, at the end of that song, during the tribute part, like, let's salute the ones who died, the yeah. ones who give their life, so we don't have to sacrifice. You want me to go on? All the things we love. <laughs> like our chicken fries. Yes. Cold beer. Anyway, um, that uh, during that salute section of the song, mm-hmm. they invited uh, Josh Blas, who is the third partner in the car that night, to come out and salute. He, wow. he was dressed in his uniform came out on stage and saluted uh, the entire, during that whole section. Yeah, I'm, I, I, have, I tear I up. Have, just, I have, like, chills thinking it was, about it. Cause I I'll can, show you the video I've got yeah. on my phone. It was it was awesome. It was so cool. Wow. So there were a bunch of guys, a bunch of folks there, because the, the promoter uh, wanted to do something special mm-hmm. because this was not long after Ella lost yeah. her life. Uh, yeah. And and so uh, it was really, really cool. Wow. Uh, probably, probably. I'm guessing the best concert, and I'm not just saying that because I went for free. Mm, always, <laughs> Probably yeah. the best concert that I've that I've ever yeah. been to. I'll say this just a sidebar a little bit. Um, when Ella passed away, and you did the mass when Ella at, was murdered. When Ella was murdered, yes, <laughs> you can say it. I know it just it just sounds awful. But <laughs> when Ella was murdered, um, and you did the church mass at St. Jerome, I went with my mom, and I remember. At that time, I think I had had so many conversations about like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. I don't know, like like living live here, like in Chicago, because oh, so right. much bad has been happening. And then it was, and I hate it, but it's like it, but it's in moments of tragedy that you see how beautiful it is for people to come together. And it was on such short notice, and and, and I mean, there were people that flooded into the streets because people couldn't fit in the church. That was a nice crowd. And and it was like. And her mom was there. And her mom was there. And and Carlos's family. It was. And Josh. Yeah, I mean, you just. That was that it, was really. It, cool. That was it was one of those things that I'm very grateful that I got to experience that type of community and and what that kind of love is, because that to me is the love that I think will change this place for the better one day that coming together and being together as sure. one we've just gone full circle yeah we have yeah we started on that whole the love thing mm-hmm. just simply love yep well ending on love yep okay few more questions um i thought of something by the way i had uh when kind of one thing? you asked me yeah 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 um it's it was not a huge gesture but it was certainly a thoughtful one uh, when I so last summer I tore my Achilles tendon, okay, and I had to have surgery, and um, surgery was at Illinois Masonic Hospital, and the way things were because of COVID, you you couldn't nobody like my brother dropped me off at the curb, and so I had weird. to get in a wheelchair and and wheel myself into little um, uh, the Illinois hospital, Masonic. Mm-hmm. and there was I was wheeling through the whatever you have to. You have to get checked. You know, they take your temperature and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they give you a little wristband to say that you're okay. And then I had to go find the, the floor where I was going to have this procedure done. It was like an hour and a half procedure. It wasn't all that major. But the, the rehab afterward was a pain in the neck. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so I was wheeling myself down the hall. And some woman came off the elevator 
and she was going, she was leaving the hospital, and and uh, she stopped when she saw me struggling wheeling this wheelchair because mm-hmm. I have no experience, thank God, wheeling a wheelchair yeah. alone. I mean, I've pushed plenty mm-hmm. of wheelchairs, but I've never been in it and trying to wheel myself. And right. she says, "Where are you headed?" I said, "I'm going to have surgery on my Achilles." She goes, "Oh, let me give you a push," and she got behind the wheelchair and she pushed me down the hall to the elevator up to wherever and then I mean this was no it was probably a good 10 or 15 minutes out of her day wow but it was just so sweet of her to, yeah. to I don't know if there were no orderlies or whatever the porters or whoever they ever have to, to that typically you would expect to wheel you mm-hmm. uh, I was on my own and this woman came out of nowhere and and let me a hand it was just very very kind of her still good so, still good people yeah, yeah. yeah and here we are over a year later and I'll never forget that no Never. So we're both from Chicago, and this is—I always ask Chicagoans this question. We always got a guy. Oh sure. Yeah, you know, I, I'm like I got a meat guy, a an Amazon Fire Stick jailbreaking guy, a huh. detox guy. I feel like you would be the guy, but who is your guy? My guy is Phil Klein. Phil what, Klein what is Phil is Klein? The former superintendent of police. Okay. Um, he's the one who swore me in about uh, about. 16 years, 17 years ago, um, when I became uh, police chaplain, like assistant police chaplain, while my predecessor was still here. Okay. And then he retired, whatever it was, six years later, and I, I took over for him full time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Phil Klein was superintendent back then, and um, he, if, so. I always say Phil Klein doesn't know everyone in the world, but he knows someone who knows everyone in the world. Ah, interesting. And I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, about five years ago uh, one of our officers was dying of a uh, brain tumor uh, Anthony Letizia he worked here in the 9th district great guy wonderful guy and um, I actually had the honor of doing his wedding and then I baptized his daughter Emma and then two years later I, I have the awful task of burying Tony so um, I, I uh, by the way I'm going to get off track I, you mind go <laughs> little ahead. tangent You're little tangent ahead. Anthony's partner was a guy named Chuck, who's now a sergeant. And he and Chuck used to play good cop, bad cop. And Anthony is such a nice guy. He was always good cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can I, you want some gum? You want, you want a cigarette? You want a, can I get you a can of pop or a bottle of water while they're mm-hmm. interrogating somebody? Yep. And, and Chuck was the jerk. I mean, he was always the bad cop, you know, tough guy. Well, one day Anthony says they, they, they grabbed a guy for um, armed robbery in Chinatown. Okay. And they, uh, Anthony said to Chuck when they were going to go interrogate this guy or you know interview him um, he says can I play bad cop this time and Chuck's like are you kidding You're, you'll, you'll fail miserably and he's like well I'll never succeed if you don't let me try it once in a while yeah. so Chuck's like okay whatever you want and and I don't I, I think equally funny if you know Chuck uh, Anthony trying to be a, a bad guy is even is not as funny as Chuck trying to be nice <laughs> and I hope he sees this <laughs> anyway so they, they reverse roles and Anthony's trying to be this total jerk, you know, yeah. and, and, and press this guy for information. And Chuck's trying to be the guy, well, let me get you some water. Yeah. Get you a tissue or whatever. And um, finally, after five minutes of this charade, the arrestee says, maybe you two should switch roles. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's, that's uh, how nice a guy Anthony. I, I shared that story at his funeral because uh, he, he was such a nice guy. Even the bad guys knew what a nice guy Anthony was. Maybe I mean, at least he tried, roles. you know, now he knows it wasn't in his, wasn't in his well, rapport of the, things to be. The reason I, sorry, I got off on a tangent. It's but okay. The reason I bring up Phil is because I, I would go visit. Anthony was sick for a while and he kept getting worse and worse and mm-hmm. they knew the end was, was coming. 
Um, he, he was pretty much confined to the couch and the living room and couldn't go upstairs, couldn't, he was, poor guy did a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. And um, on my, well, what turned out to be my second to last visit to the house before he died, um, they were talking, he and his wife, Sarah, were talking about, uh, well, he wasn't talking, she was doing the talk because he couldn't really function. Uh, but she was telling me how they went to 29 of the 30 ballparks, uh, major league ballparks. And they had been, to, that was their thing. They, they would go, they'd catch a game uh, and, and take it off the list. Yep. So the, I said, well, which one did you get to? And they said it was um, Minute Maid Park in Texas. And so uh, I'm like, okay, we got to do something here. You know, it's, it's got to be something. We can. So I figured I'd call my guy. Everyone's mm-hmm. got a guy. Yeah. Uh, I called Phil Klein. I said, hey, um, I, I just came from the home of Anthony Letizia, blah, blah, blah. I told him the story about the 29 ballparks. They're missing the one. I said, do you think we could maybe, like, get a like a piece of turf or something? Do you know somebody that, that could make that happen? Yeah. He goes, well, as a matter of fact, yeah. He says, let me make a phone call. The very next day, Jenna... I got a FedEx package, big, I don't know, two foot box, two foot by foot and a half box, and it was soil. It was it was uh, turf from Minute Maid Park, and I brought it over to the house, and they put it in a cookie pan, and oh. kept it kept it wet, and yeah. it was right on the little table next to the couch, and Anthony would sit there on the couch and just rub his hand uh, on the on the sod from Minute Maid Park. So, wow. so thanks to Phil Klein, thanks yeah. to my guy. They couldn't get to the park, but the park came but to the them. the park came to him. Um, and then the next day, I got another package uh, with with a whole bunch of signed memorabilia, um, baseballs, and, wow. uh, a jersey, and a, a big framed piece of uh, memorabilia. I forget what it was, but it was really kind of the organization to to do this for someone they don't know. You that's know? that's incredible. It was really, that's really absolutely neat. incredible. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I I see a lot of stuff like that. You you mentioned like light at the end of the tunnel, or or, or how do I see light? God, this this thing's gonna go like four hours. It's isn't okay. It? <laughs> it's fine. Um, you do a lot of editing. I hope. A little bit. <laughs> um, I'll tell you one other quick story about kindness to a complete stranger. Um, I got a phone call from a sergeant who lives down in uh, Mount Greenwood, and he says, uh, "Hey, uh, a friend, an acquaintance of a friend of mine in New York." Uh, asked his friend. He knows that I'm the police. He said, and and he said, is there a is there a way that I can help the families of those two officers who were shot, Ella and Carlos? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, well, I could ask my friend, the sergeant of police, mm-hmm. if, if there's anything. So, the guy, this guy in New York, who uh, doesn't know these officers who were shot on August seventh, uh, sent a check, a FedEx to check or overnight or whatever to my buddy Phil the sergeant here Phil calls me up he says hey can you pick up can you or can I meet you I got I got a check for you to deliver he he was able to get the one to Carlos's family mm-hmm. but he said um, can you get the one to Elizabeth French Ella's mm-hmm. mom and I said uh, sure I'll, I'll be seeing her in the coming days I'll, I'll grab it from him I said or you could just put it in the mail he goes well I, I think we should probably hand it to her yeah uh, so I go okay I'll, I'll be in your neighborhood tomorrow why don't I stop by blah 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 Stop at his house, and he hands me this FedEx envelope, and uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll pass it on to her. He goes, well, look at it first, and I'm like, okay. It was handwritten, a check, like, as if he was paying his cable bill, $50,000, five old. I, my, my jaw hit the ground. I, I couldn't believe it. Complete stranger from 800, 900 miles from here sends a $50,000 check 
to her, and I presume uh, something similar to, to Carlos. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Yeah. There so, are still, so, there's a lot of good people out there. there. there there's are. a lot there of good are. people out there. Yeah, and, and I wish, I, God, I wish our media would do a better job of, of doing highlighting what you're doing those. and highlighting the, the good, yeah. right. But apparently that doesn't sell papers. So. No. But I think one day people are going to, I actually, not one day, I think we're, we're already starting to see it. So many people don't watch it anymore. The They're, news, yeah, no, 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 a lot of people. Swear, no, because swear up. because you can. There, I mean, there's other ways to get your your information now, um, and when you know that, again, this is totally off topic, but um, I pitched an idea to a friend of mine who works for a news company, uh, major company, and I said, she was like, "What what stories do you want to hear as civilians?" And I said, "How about the fact that you're." The city is um, taxing people out of the neighborhoods that they've grown up in, that their families have lived in for generations. Sure. The fact that we care more about catering to tourists than we do about caring, catering to the people who live here. And I had listed off five stories, like, like, and I was like, do this. And she goes, I wish I could. And when she said that, I was like, oh, so, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because... You know what? I don't. I don't have. I don't. I don't answer to anyone. Yeah. I answer to me. And sure. and this is, again, Bart talks pivoted a lot in the in, in the twenty months since we've started. But I don't care because I want to have conversations that matter to people that people actually want to hear. And I think people want to hear the good, but they also want to hear what can be done to make sure that like people stay or, or what can be done to for whatever you know. Unless all the reasons sure. you know. Sure. But yeah. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that their, a shame, their though? Their hands are tied. She's like, I wish I could. And I yeah. was like, damn. Wow. Damn. That, that's yeah. a real shame. Okay. Um, what's the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Uh, <laughs> mind your own business. Yes. Um, yes. I, I love the story of the guy who, who uh, he sees another guy smoking. And he says, you know, that's bad for your health. And the first guy says, you know, my grandfather lived to be 100 years old. And the guy says, did he smoke? And the guy says, no, he minded his own business. <laughs> Uh, I think the world would be a better place if people minded their own business. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You'd have more energy, too, if you minded your own business to yeah. put back onto yourself. Yeah, right. Who should my next guest be? Phil Klein. Phil Klein? I can make it happen. Okay. And, and I, I, I think that'd be a riot. Okay. He'd probably love it. All right. Beautiful. All right. And then last one. Fill in the blank. Father Dan Brandt is... What? Uh, I think uh, the greatest compliment a police officer can pay another police officer is he's the real police. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to I try to emulate that. Obviously, not as the police, but as a, a human being, a, a good citizen. A, a, What's the word? A steward of God's creation, a, a good neighbor, mm-hmm. um, a, a good priest, and I, I, I think I, I, of course, I fail from time to time. We all do, but um, so I guess if if uh, it, it, the way I would translate that greatest compliment that cops pay to each other, he's the real police, mm-hmm. uh, would be somebody saying, "Brant's the real deal." Yeah. Okay. All right, if you'll raise your glass with me, um, we'll start, we'll end with how we started, and it is cheers to we are all love in God's eyes.
Amen. Cheers. Cheers. Alrighty then, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that. Um, Father actually ended up staying and doing confession for all the patrons at the bar. I'm kidding. Uh, but he did offer to do confession, which confession and alcohol. Oh, God. Like, I see that all the time every time I work. I can't even imagine what he would hear. It was a lot of fun. So uh, very grateful that he took the time out of his very busy schedule to chat with me. And I hope you guys got a little something from that conversation. Okay, I'd promised a tip for you. So guys, here's a tip for you. A person that isn't honest with you is unable to be honest with themselves. So this has been the theme of my life lately is I feel like a lot of people I know are lying to me. And then I realized they're not lying to me. They're lying to them. Because you can't, you, you can't ask someone to be honest with you if they can't be honest with themselves. And that has been a really tough lesson for me to learn in that I have to give these people grace. And I've had to, unfortunately, kind of step back from some of those relationships. I'm a very brutally blunt, honest person. It is the way that I work. It is the way that I operate. And I don't like and don't appreciate people who lie. And again, it's a, it's a weird kind of like balancing act to be on because do I have the right to be upset with someone when they can't be honest with themselves? The truth is no, I have no right to be upset with them. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the people who can't be honest with themselves because to me, that means you're living in a state of denial and that's sad. Um, and the other thing I've had to realize too is these people who are lying to you, they aren't doing this to hurt you. They just can't be honest with you because they are unable to be honest with themselves. A person that isn't honest with you is unable to be honest with themselves. So remember that when maybe you have a situation with a friend or a family member or a coworker, and you kind of know that they're just not being super honest about something. It hasn't, it has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. All right, guys, that is what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening on in and remember to take the time today to realize we have way more in common with each other than we have different. I'll see you next time. Take care. Hey everybody, it's closing time. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here.